you'll find it useful to keep that passage open in front of you. So for the next few minutes, we're going to be thinking about Daniel chapter 1, which introduces us in particular to Daniel and three friends. In a little while, I'm going to be looking for somebody to be Daniel, and he's going to need to have three friends. Now, the book of Daniel is going to be our focus for the next few weeks over the summer period. And this book is full of familiar events. We will hear of Daniel being thrown into a den of hungry lions. Will he be eaten up? Just wait and see. We hear of a fiery furnace, and will Daniel's three mates survive those extreme temperatures? Just wait and see. We hear of mysterious handwriting on the palace walls. What's all that about? Just wait and see. But anyhow, before we really delve into the events of chapter one, we need, of course, to pray first. So let's, let's do that. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the Bible. We want to thank you for the many things we can learn about you. We thank you especially this morning for this book, Daniel. We thank you for him, for his, his three friends. And we pray now that through the work of the Holy Spirit, you would help us to hear your voice speak to us and help us to understand your message to us. Amen. Right, as I said, Daniel, well, Daniel chapter 1 has already been read to us. And therefore, what we need to do for the next few minutes is just have a little bit of fun, perhaps, and remind ourselves of what went on so that we can then afterwards look a little bit more deeply at what those verses actually mean for us. And I'm going to need a few little people, but not a little person to start off with, because um, first of all, we need a king. And I think we really need an adult. We need somebody tall and imposing to be King Nebuchadnezzar. Can I see any, anybody volunteering? Otherwise, I'm going to go grab somebody. Howard, how would you like to be a king? Come on. Come on, Howard. This is the king of Babylon, who actually is a bit of a big bully. He's a bit of a bully. So anyhow, Howard, I've got a throne here, and I've got a crown. At last, you can put a crown on. There we are. Put a crown on your head and sit on the throne and look imposing. Look a bit angry, perhaps. A bit of a bully. Yes, exactly. Thank you. He's a powerful, this Nebuchadnezzar, he's a powerful foreign king. And he declares war against God's people over in Israel. And that big bully, well, he goes to Jerusalem with his people. He goes where God's people were living, and he besieges the city. And according to verse 2, this foreign king carries away sacred things. And I was thinking, well, what, what, what could we suggest would be sacred things to carry away to Babylon? Well, we've got a Bible in front of us. And I can imagine him thinking that was quite a sacred thing. You take that away, not to read it, but just to have it in his like museum. So you can take the Bible away. It's one of the sacred things. I also, oh, I found one of the communion cups. That sounds like a sacred thing, doesn't it? So we can take that away. 
take that away from the temple in Jerusalem, take it back to Babylon. Basically, just have them on show to show that he's conquered the place. What happens next? Well, King Nebuchadnezzar, get my, get my teeth around that, according to verse 3, he has a sidekick. And I think I better play that sidekick. The sidekick who's described as the palace head of staff, the, uh, the chief of his court officials, who has to go and round up some people from Judah who he's going to take back to Babylon so that they can learn to serve him. So I'm going to need to get four people to be these four main characters of our story today. I'm going to need a Daniel. I'm looking over here. There's some youngsters over here. Who wants to be, who might want to be a Daniel? We're going to get the whole bunting family involved in this. Isn't it? Go on. Come here. Be a, be a Daniel. Right, you can be Daniel then. Okay, we'll take you up front in a moment. So I need three more. Who else wants to volunteer and be up front? There might be some food involved. Anybody else want to come up? Come on. Oh, Anna wants to come up. Well, okay. No stereotyping here, but you're going to have to be a man, okay? That's two. That's two people. We need two more. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Do you want to come up front? No. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to force you to do so. Do you want to come up, James? Do you want to come up? Yeah, come on. There's another one. There was another one. It's Brooke as well. Oh, we've got two people. Okay. We've got three girls, actually, but we're actually, we've got to pretend to be boys, actually. Okay. Right. So come up front, then. Thank you. Come up front and stand here. Daniel ought to really be close to me, I think, actually. Right. So, the one thing I was thinking about, though, when I was choosing people, is that did you notice there are certain qualifications? They're meant to be perfect specimens. Are you all perfect specimens? What do you think? Yes, no? Handsome, without any defects. Have you seen any defects? No, 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 no. You're all handsome without defects? Right. They're also meant to be part of the royal family. Are you be part of the royal family? Yes. Oh, you are? Fantastic. That's exactly what we were after. The nobility, the royal family. So we've got these people. Right. So we've got Daniel. We've got his three friends. And they're taken, aren't they, to Babylon with the intention, a quite uh, positive intention, to give them a good education to assimilate them, to indoctrinate them into Babylonian culture so that they can ultimately serve that guy. that guy there, the king. That's the whole aim. That's the whole aim. So the king, well, he orders that they're going to be given the best food and the finest wine. And I just happen to have something with me here. First of all, I've got a bottle of... Ooh, 2015 Chateau Pure Latour Graves. No, thank you. Well, oh, don't say that. Well, that's, well, you're going to say that in a minute, in a minute, in a minute. There's nothing actually in here. I prepared this one earlier. Oh, sorry. And, um, ooh, the finest food. What have we got here? We've got some finest cuts of beef, haven't we? We've got some, um, what have we got here? We've got some breaded ham here. And some sausages. They're actually chicken sausages. I couldn't find any other ones. Any, any pork sausages, but chicken sausages. So we've got the finest food. Yes, we have got the finest food. Don't doubt me. Please don't doubt me. And we've got the finest wine. 
So what's happening here at the moment? We've got Daniel. We've got his three friends. They're in a foreign country. They're being asked to live in this foreign land. They're being asked to serve this foreign pagan king. They're under pressure to conform. Would they just give in? Or would they remain loyal to God, the Lord Almighty, despite all that pressure they're under? Well, did you notice the answer was in verse 8? Because Daniel is going to say, well, he's going to say no, isn't he? Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. He says no to all this. And instead, they go off to have um, vegetables and things. But first of all, there's another thing as well. We need to have given you name badges, which I forgot to do. So you're going to be Daniel, right? Right? You're going to be Hanariah. Okay, put that on. You're going to be... Right? But did you notice something else that happens here? What does the king do to show them that they're going to live under his rule? He gives them different names, doesn't he? So he gives them the name. So Daniel, he gave the name. Yes. Hands away. Hands away. Thank you. There you are. It's always been Belteshire. Hanariah, I think, was this one, isn't it? You become Shadrach. And you become, so that's not, not much of a change really, Mishael becomes Mishak. And Azariah becomes Adonego. Nego. I've probably pronounced that very badly. I do apologise to them. Right. So, Daniel says, no. You're not, well, you're Belshazzar now, but we know who you are. He says, no, they will not conform, they will not eat the king's fine food and drink his wine. Instead, he asks to eat vegetables. And we've got lots of vegetables over here, you know. These are non-edible. Those are the fake ones. Those are the fake ones. But we've got some real vegetables here, which we've prepared earlier, or I prepared earlier. We've got some corn. Who doesn't like corn? Don't you? Oh, pick some. We've got some potatoes. I cooked these earlier. They're nicely cooked. Nice minted new potatoes. Okay. We've got, we've got some cucumber here. We've got some grapes. We've got some tomatoes. We've got some carrots. We've got lots of good vegetables. We've got water here to drink. Because this is what Daniel says they must eat. So help yourself. Knock, knock yourself out. You want some? I'll bet it will. No, it's not poisonous, I assure you. The grapes there. Because that's, because that's, that's the story you're about. That's what it's all about. You would be defiling yourself if you ate that stuff. Feel free to eat it. Now, Daniel says to the court official, he insists that he wants to eat vegetables for 10 days, and he's going to prove it's the right thing to do, that after 10 days, 10 days of eating all those, no meat, at the end of the 10 days, he says that he's going to, be, he's going to prove that it was the right thing to do, that it doesn't defile God. And that it's the right thing to do. So, have we had 10 days? We haven't eaten enough vegetables at the moment? No? I want to keep going? Well, that's all they want to eat, the vegetables. That's what they said. Now, at the end of 10 days, we have to look to see what, how healthy these people are. So, would you like to turn around? And let's see how healthy. How, 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 you got the, got the guns? Got the guns? Are you, are you healthy? 
Me. See, well, yeah, 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 they look fine to me. Might be <laughs> <up>. No? <laughs> Are you looking healthy? Well, they're meant to be after 10 days. Yeah. They're indeed meant to be, but at the end of 10 days of eating vegetables and water. But what's actually happening here? Because what's happening is that God honours those who honour him. They looked healthier and better nourished than the others who were around who were around who were eating meat remember again that promise we had that promise didn't we when we went through samuel a few weeks ago 1 samuel chapter 2 isn't it those who honor me i will honor that's a great promise from god so eating only vegetables these men are all healthier than the other local meat eaters for the purposes of this, this illustration. And after three whole years of training, they're full of knowledge and understanding. After only eating vegetables and water, there's none equal to Daniel and his friends and what they can do, what they've learned, what they can compare with the locals. And so, at the end of those three years of training, Daniel and his friends can enter the service of King Nebuchadnezzar, and then they were found ten times, ten times more wise and understanding than any of the locals. Right, that's enough for the time being. Thank you. Want to give applause to them? Thank you very much indeed. You can go back as well. Let's think again now. Let's think a bit deeper now as to what really is going on with all that. What is Daniel chapter 1 all about? Is it just propaganda for vegetarians? <laughs> I mean no offence here to anybody here who is a vegetarian. I'm sure if you are a vegetarian, you can explain the benefits of that lifestyle. And I should say that I did enjoy the vegetable curry we had yesterday. Anyhow... But actually, Daniel's uh, vegetarianism and his teetotal lifestyle was not purely for health reasons. It wasn't also a protest against animal rights, about animal rights. Instead, Daniel was standing up for his faith. He was standing up for his faith. He didn't want to defile himself and bring dishonor to God. He was proving his loyalty to God under pressure from this pagan country around him. And straight away, the book of Daniel becomes equally relevant for us today, doesn't it? God's people living in a world, living in a world which has a whole, it is a pagan world, it's a world that does not follow God's ways and does not give him the honor God is due. Now, these youngsters, they were, they were taken to Babylon. Their world surely had just turned upside down. But despite having been forcibly removed from their homeland, they're living probably about 500 miles away in this ungodly society. Daniel made a stand for God. Daniel was not prepared to compromise his faith. He was not prepared to give up his loyalty and his obedience 
to God. Now you can imagine just how strong the temptation would have been to just give way, to just give in to what was happening. You know, he was being offered a great education and, a, and good food and the finest of wines. Perhaps they could just practice their faith in, in private, perhaps when nobody was looking. But they knew that would not be good enough. And despite the dangers, they still had God watching over them. Did you notice in verse 9 that God caused that um, official to show favor and sympathy to Daniel? He permitted Daniel and his friends to go with this sort of challenge, this food challenge of Daniel and his friends turning down the king's food and wine, but instead to eat vegetables and drink water. It was a great risk for that official, wasn't it? He knew, well, he was scared of the king. He knew if Daniel and his friends looked worse after those few days, then the king would what? Cut his head off. He'd be, he'd be slaughtered. Well, being a Christian here in the UK in the 21st century, let me suggest there's probably little danger that we may be killed for our faith, but there are still many parts of the world where it remains a real and present danger. Yet even though we live in this so-called Christian country, there is almost continual temptation to compromise on our beliefs. I do want us all to consider that example of Daniel and be honest to ourselves. Where's, where's my loyalty under all the pressures we face? Is your loyalty to God? Or is your loyalty, like so many people, just to themselves? Will you give in to the crowd? Well, over three years, Daniel and his friends said yes to a pagan education. They said yes to this political career in a foreign land. They said yes to a change of name. But they said no to the king's food because by Jewish laws that was unclean and they drew the line there at the food and wine. You see also eating food, sharing wine was a real symbol in those days, as perhaps it is still today, of cementing a relationship. If they had taken the food and the wine it would be saying yes, 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 we give ourselves totally to King Nebuchadnezzar. They would be declaring total loyalty to this foreign pagan king. But their loyalty was exclusively to God. And ultimately, it's God's alone, God alone who does deserve our loyalty because of what he's done for us through Jesus, especially for what he's done through the death and resurrection of Jesus well, if you're a Christian here today, someone who follows the Lord Jesus, what are some of those pressures and stresses we're under today? Well, food and drink, well, Jesus said that we don't, well, we don't have those same rules and regulations as they did have in the olden days, which were guidance for how to live as Christians, live as God's people in those days. But for some, food still is an issue. For some people, being a Christian, they might decide they don't want to drink alcohol at all. If you do drink, if you do eat, you know, the, there is temptations to overindulge, isn't there? And as a Christian, sometimes you have to say no. If we go out for a drink with our friends, we won't have too much. We won't exceed a reasonable amount. 
What about money? What about working in the office, perhaps, where money seems to be everything the boss wants us to do at all costs? Well, as a Christian, perhaps we need to be more ethical in what we're doing, more ethical, perhaps, in our investments. Do we work all hours of the day when we're being told to do so by that boss? Perhaps the answer is no. We need to say no. We need to spend time, you see, doing other things. We need to say, no, I'm not going to do that because I want to read my Bible. I want to meet with other Christians. You know, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we're asking, aren't we? Lead us not into temptation. Why do we pray that? Because there are just so many temptations out there. There's the temptation just to just want things, isn't there? To keep up with our next door neighbor and want bigger and better things, a bigger faster car, a better, more expensive holiday. We easily get caught up in unnecessary and unkind gossip. Well, as a Christian, we must avoid those things. We must stand up for Jesus, show where our true loyalty is. Well, will you stand up for him? Because ultimately, it really matters if you do. Jesus said, if you follow me, his believers will receive eternal life. Those who honour him, he will honour. What are you going to be doing today? Will you perhaps ignore him? Make your own way through life? Or will you follow him? Where's your loyalty today? We acknowledge there are pressures, stresses out there, but will you serve and obey Jesus in everything? Or are you allowing yourself to be sucked into the ways of the world and, world and are compromising your faith? Well, we're at the end of Daniel chapter 1. And we've got some really exciting things to come over the next few weeks. As I mentioned earlier, we've got hungry lions. And we've got a roaring furnace. So please stay with us if you can. Or otherwise, please follow online if you're going to be away. You can certainly do that. Meanwhile, that great promise remains, doesn't it? Those who honour me, I will honour. Daniel made a stand for his faith, and God honoured him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the example of Daniel and his friends. Thank you for his faithfulness whilst living in a faithless society. Please give us today that same desire, willingness, determination to stay loyal to you and to refuse to compromise our faith, whatever the pressure of circumstances around us. Forgive us, Lord, when we have done what we wanted to do. Forgive us for that past sin. Give us now the ability, the desire to always follow you and obey you in everything. Amen.